day. Get your humps out. Get your humps out, dude. Hump day out here, man. Man, first of all, very exciting news. Um, I signed up. I signed up for my first race. What am I racing? My horse? My skateboard? My heart? No, just running. I thought, you know what? I've been doing it so much. Why don't I just get in there? Let's see what I can do. Let's do a race. So it is exciting and uh, it's hilarious though because it's one of those realizations I had after signing up that I'm like, am I even doing the right thing? Yeah, I've just been going out every day. Here's what I've been doing. Five kilometers and I just go out and I just do it literally as fast as I can. <laughs> That's it. Because I never looked up how to do it, how to train. I just started doing it, right? And... Uh, so that's what I've been doing, and I look it up online, and it turns out that's the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do. Like, literally, I'm doing the exact wrong thing. You're not supposed to go push yourself 100% every single day at top speed. And that's all I've been doing. And I wonder, you know what I think? I'm like, I think it's a personality thing. Because I feel like it's the exact... I was thinking about this. I'm like, it's the exact same way that I do almost everything. Like... I guess I'm, it's just, it has to be extreme when I do stuff. Like when I drink coffee, I'll drink a venti, which is Italiano for, for 20, 20. I'll drink one of those in like literally four minutes because I know it sounds crazy, but I, because to me, here's, here's my logic, right? I'm like, when I'm drinking, I want that in my stomach. Let's go. Let's get moving here. The whole reason I'm having the coffee is for the caffeine, and I want all of it. I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying this is healthy, but it's how I do it. I drink things super quick. I drink my coffee quick. Same with wine. I'm like, you're not doing anything outside my stomach. Get inside. So I eat fast, everything. So I, I don't know what it is. I feel like maybe that was just, it's a personality thing where, of course, then that leaks into, you know, running. And I start going, well, I got to just run as fast as I can. So the interesting thing, and I know it's running is very specific, but I think this is applicable to a lot of different stuff is that apparently to actually improve, it's counterintuitive because you would think to get faster, you have to just run faster every day, but actually you want to run, you want to mix in a lot of really slow runs. Why? I don't know. I don't know. There's some kind of science behind it, but you got to have a lot of runs where you actually go slow, helps your heart. I don't know, dude. All I'm saying is the important part here isn't about running. It's just I feel like sometimes you just do something and you assume it's the only way to do it or it's the most effective way to do it. And then you Google it. You do a little Google and you realize, no, that's not even close. You ever have an aha moment like that where you've just been doing something this whole time and then you look it up and you're like, oh, I sh I've been doing this completely wrong. Or... What I've been doing doesn't even make a difference. Like, you remember when, they, when this first, when the pandemic started, um, they said if you wash your hands for under like, dude, and it's a ridiculous number too, right? They're like two minutes. It's not even useful. And they tell you that because they think that's going to make you wash your hands longer. You know what it did for me? It made me just not wash my hands. <laughs> no, but what they, they're like, do the, do the alphabet twice when you're washing your hands. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. First of all, is there anything more embarrassing than a like an adult? At a, imagine an adult at a public bathroom sink going A B C D E F G H I J K. 
Dude, that's the equivalent of like if someone walked by and you were <laughs> if someone walked by and you were tying your shoes and they heard you go, and then the rabbit goes through the hole. <laughs> I guess, yes, and I know what you're saying. Yeah, you could do the ABCs in your head, but what's fun with that? So anyway, I wonder what else have I done where I Googled it one day. Here's one that I've never been able to figure out. And I've Googled it numerous times. And this happens to me every time that my car, and I wish you guys could see my hand right now because I'm pointing a finger and I'm shaking it at the sky. Because if there's any car gods up there, I want them to see and answer me. Actually, if anyone knows the answer to this, Send me a message because I would love to know when your car window is frozen, right? Like when you go to defrost your, not even defrost, but decondensate. Guys, you know what I'm saying? When your windshield is all puffed up, do you do it cold or do you do it hot? I've never been able to figure it out. I can never remember. Is it cold air that clears this up? Because then it normalizes the temperature of the outside air and the and the moisture on the w- window. Or is it hot air because it evaporates? I don't know. I don't know. And I've Googled it. And I'm sure I've looked up the answer. I'm sure someone like, you know, Sprinkle Donut 44 on Yahoo Answers knows all about it. You know what's so funny is when you, when you search for a question and then... Uh, you go on like Yahoo Answers or whatever. And by the way, Google got rid of that shit. I don't know if you've noticed that change recently. You Google a question and Google will hit you with the answer right at the top now without you even having to click a link. Because before they had that feature, Yahoo Answers was the number one place questions were getting answered. And good on Google for doing that because I'm sure Google was looking at that like that's our number one competitor. Yahoo. Which by the way, how unbalanced is that? I mean, that's your number one competitor, but it's Yahoo or Bing. (laughs) You guys ever use Bing? That's the Microsoft equivalent of uh, Google is Bing. How embarrassed would you be if someone saw you, if you binged something? Why would you use any other search engine? Google has got a, damn. It's like Google is, if there was a swimming, a swim meet, it'd be like Michael Phelps. And then the next two competitors, Yahoo and Bing, are like two sea monkeys with weights tied to them. And then we sit there and we go, I wonder who's going to win. I wonder if the Bing sea monkey, which doesn't even look like a monkey, by the way. They look like little seahorses. That's all marketing. And how the hell do those things stay alive? How can you have, excuse me, you guys ever have sea monkeys? I've accepted, by the way, in the last two episodes that there's we're just going to go all over here. We're just going to follow where this goes. Because now we're talking about sea monkeys. How could something not like you sea monkeys basically it comes with a pack of what looks to be the same thing as the powder you get with a cheap Ichiban noodles. And that's your sea monkeys. You just open up this powder pack, mix in some water, and they're alive all of a sudden? What are you? Dude, that's what they should have done with Walt Disney. This is a throwback to one of the earlier episodes about a month ago where we talked about freezing people. Don't freeze them. Dry them out. Dude, 
if you want to live forever, when you die, don't get frozen. Get them to dry you out and put you in a bag. Tell them to whatever they're doing to sea monkeys, do that to you. And then some point in the future, some kid can get you for Christmas. They put a little water on you and boom, you're swimming around. You're swimming around with sea monkeys. Oh, did we just have a scientific breakthrough right here? This could be a big moment. You guys don't tell anyone about this yet because if this is worth the Nobel Peace Prize, or as some would pronounce it, the Nobel Peace Prize, Peace Prize, then I want to present it in an orderly way. So anyway, um, yeah, what are we talking about here? Sea monkeys, you're Googling stuff. Uh, why was I even talking about Google? One sec. I don't know. I can't remember. I'm not going to look. I could Google. What was I talking about? Google. Do we become so reliant on Google? Sometimes you're like, how do I feel today? <laughs> what is the point of my life? Let me Google it. Hey, do my parents love me? Let me Google it. Hey, will I ever be completely intrinsically and extrinsically happy at the same time? Let me Google it. Something has to have an answer. Whatever happened to Ask Jeeves? You guys remember that? Do you guys remember Ask Jeeves? I think that was the same shit. What's funny too is you think about like the pre-Facebook social media sites. You guys ever have Nexopia? Wow. What a whirlwind, hey? Nexopia? You could like, you could pay a premium membership to see who creeped on you. That's like LinkedIn. That's like LinkedIn for kids. LinkedIn for kids and no one has a job. You're just trying to see who's creeping that profile. God, I wish they had that now though, huh? They would not allow that feature because I think what would happen is girls would just get creeped out. I think it's already creepy enough for a lot of girls to be on social media. Now imagine if you got a notification every time what someone was peeping your profile. Oh my God. You'd be TikToked out of your mind. And think about for dudes, it would be the opposite. We would sit there all day. Phone doesn't even <laughs> phone doesn't even light up, and you're like, something's wrong. I think this app is uh, it's not working. No one's looking at my profile. That's kind of like if you ever go on uh, vacation or anything for like a week, and you turn your phone off. Which, by the way, I guess no one really even does that anymore. But I can say this: back in the day, when you would go on vacation to like a resort. They didn't have internet or it was like the most ridiculous program of like, you've already paid so much to be on that vacation. And then they'd be like, yeah, you can have 10 minutes of internet for 50 bucks or something. Right. So no, no one would do it unless there was an emergency PowerPoint you had to send out. But, um, nowadays the, the resorts all have Wi-Fi, and you know what? I, I find that kind of sad. I remember last time we went on vacation to the DR Dominican Republic. Shout out back in the day when you could travel. It's just like because there was Wi-Fi, everyone's just sitting around the pool on their phone, which is like that's the same thing you could have done at home. You came all the way here so that you can Snapchat? Come on. So anyway, um, yeah. Back in the day when you go on vacation for like a week, 10 days, phone's off the whole time, no texting, no iMessage, nothing. You get home, 
You turn that phone on and you go, buckle up. Buckle up. Because I'm about to get a surge of texts. I'm about to break the local internet. Not the full internet. But just a couple local landlines. LAN lines. With the amount of texts that I'm about to receive right now. Daddy's been on... (laughs) Yo, yo. Daddy's been on vacation. For a week. Get ready. And then you turn that phone on. You don't even, you you put it away. You put it somewhere where you're like, just let it absorb the text and activity for a bit. All right? Let it absorb it. And then you would come back. And there's like one text. And you're like, uh, this better be a text telling me that for some reason I can't receive all my texts. And then it's just like your buddy, Jeff. And he's like, hey, man, sorry, I forgot you're out of town. And you're like, where's all the chicks? Where's all the chicks? I left for seven days. I remember that happened to me in junior high. I'd be like, oh, we left for seven days. Where's all the chicks? Not that chicks texted me before this vacation, but I thought maybe during. (laughs) Facebook will be another one for that, too. You'd always be pumped to come home, see all those Facebook notifications. And maybe it's because I'm moving into my boomer years already. But, dude, I honestly, every time I go on Facebook, I'm more confused about how it even works at this point. Because back in the day, there was a sweet spot of Facebook where the notifications corresponded to actually how many notifications you were getting. If you had eight notifications, there was four comments, two picture likes, two more comments. That's the only things you could do back in the day, comment and like. And now I log on to Facebook probably once a week and I have 300 notifications and none of it is anything. Like, what am I getting a notification for? The notification is like, hey, your friend took a quiz to find out what Disney character they are. Do you want to do it? And I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I mean, I kind of do. I mean, I kind of do. (laughs) But what is going on here? There's so many. People are inviting me to their DJ events. That's why I can't handle it anymore. I don't like uh, Facebook I don't uh, get anymore. And I think that's just because maybe I'm too old now or I've, I just like to do mobile stuff. The other one I've never understood, and this is so weird because Twitter is such a big thing in the US especially. And I actually just watched a documentary that it's very big in, uh, oh great, I already forgot the country. Dude, some country. <laughs> Dude, I just watched this a week ago. Anyway, oh, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, Twitter is huge because apparently, apparently there's no freedom of of speech, but through Twitter, they can't. Oh, dude, this was the craziest thing I've ever seen. This documentary called the, uh, it's called the dissident dude. It's crazy. So Saudi Arabia, they realized it. Apparently it's like, apparently in the U S it's like one in Seven people are on Twitter or something like that. In Saudi Arabia, it's like six out of seven. It's basically everyone except for their grandma. Literally is on Twitter. And so they figured the government figured it out or the king or whatever. And uh, they hire, they actually started their own like Twitter troll room 
where they hired like thousands of people. These are government employees sit there all day tweeting from fake accounts all day trying to get their hashtag up. How insane is that? That's where it's like, yeah, there's things that are screwed up over here in North America and there's always going to be corruption and there always has been. But dude, at least it's like you can't, at least we keep it under the carpet. You know, what a thing to hang our hats on. At least we keep our our corruption pretty well hidden and disguised. We don't just openly have government pits of people tweeting. So it's crazy. Yeah, so they have these giant pits of people tweeting. And um, they love Twitter. And that's how they communicate over there. It's same with like, uh, apparently WhatsApp is huge in uh, Asia, I think, or something like that. But Twitter, I've never... I really understood. I always found it so confusing with the whole like RT. There's all these like short names, RT and the, 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 the people like they're retweeting. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know what's going on. And I've, I've never been able to figure out if that's just a weird thing that I have or whatever, or if there's other people out there have, who've tried to use Twitter and you're like, I don't really get it. I, I get the concept. You get 140 characters, you tweet something, but I also don't find it very stimulating either. Mm, you like that word? Stimulation? <laughs> Do you like to be stimulated? Because at least Instagram, it's like there's photos, there's videos, that type of thing. Twitter, I'm looking at texts. Weird. Seems like the same people who want to use Twitter the most are also against reading. So I don't even understand. Just looking at text all day? Who cares? Yeah, I don't know. Where do we fit? Maybe I don't fit in anywhere. Maybe I'm like one of those words deleted from the dictionary. Maybe that's me now. Maybe I've been deleted from the dictionary. Because I don't know. I think TikTok actually did figure it out. As much as that fun as I make of TikTok, when you look at it, there's very obvious things that they were able to figure out. It's like, yeah, use the whole screen. Use the whole screen for the video. They get all these things moving around. I literally think that these companies now... None of us stand a chance because they hire psychologists and they have, they literally have formulas for what is going to, for what makes people like gets their attention. And that's scary to think. And it works. It works. I remember that, uh, I took a course in university called entrepreneurship and we had, there was an app a company here in town that builds actually apps professionally. This isn't like your buddy who puts up his app. That like, you know, tracks the, the weight of chicken eggs or something. Or like tells you the ideal pizza pop cooking time. These guys built apps for like Disney games. Multi-million dollar apps. All these type of things. They would build games. And they said they literally had a formula. Mathematical formula for the structure of a game to maximize the addictiveness. So think about this. There is a special ratio between how easy you want the first level of a video game to be compared to the second level of a video game compared to, or second, yeah, the second video compared to the third level and the four and so on, right? So the first level, you want it to be easy, but not too easy that the game seems boring, but not challenging enough that you can't progress because the progression is what makes you addicted and makes you excited. So you make the, the first level is a certain level of difficulty. And then the second one is proportionately more difficult so that you're still progressing, but now it's more challenging. And dude, they had it, they literally had it down to like a number. They could just copy and paste 
this formula into the video game and they knew, they knew that works. They knew. So what control do we even have, dude? You think we can stand up to that? You, I want you to walk around your house all day today and I want you to just say, really looking for a panini maker? Just say it, dude. Don't even type it. Don't Google it. Just say it to yourself. Really looking for a panini maker? Would love to make a sandwich, but not a regular sandwich. I want one where the toast is cr is crisp from the outside and and in some type of press. I want a sandwich that's been pressed by hot things. <laughs> and then I want you to hop on the internet. I want you to go to any website you want, legal or illegal. <laughs> and I want you to look at the banners on the side. And if there isn't a million panini press or makers, depending on what family you're from, advertisements on there, tell you what, I'll give you a nickel. I'll give you the shirt off my back, whatever that means. Wow. Again, this episode, man, what a thematic episode. Very, uh, very cohesive. But you know what? We talked about a lot of cool stuff and we went all over the place. And I think there's got to be, this might be the most educational one I've done so far. We learned a bit, a little bit of running, learned a little bit about video games, whatever was the middle part. And that's it, man. I hope you guys have a happy hump day. Get your humps on and get through it. And I'm going to see you guys tomorrow for Thursday. A whole nother one. Can't wait. I can not wait. Have an amazing day, you guys. Give yourself a little hug and a little pat on the back. And I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.